listening to Happiness Abound, episode 295. Welcome to Happiness Abound, a podcast dedicated and designed to help those seeking happiness in their lives. Here we'll talk about happiness as gained through habit formation, being inspired by the stories of others, and looking for opportunities of growth and learning. I'm Taylor Proctor. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, Happiness Founders, and welcome back. Going to dive right in today into our topic, which rounds out our theme week on the most damaging emotions and what to do about them. So on Monday, we spoke about anger. Then we went into embarrassment, shame, guilt was yesterday, and today is fear. Now, I think every single one of these is important in its own way, but I think fear, and if I may say so, anger, are the two that I struggle with the most, and I also see other people struggling with the most. That said, embarrassment, guilt, and shame are much more personal and less obvious to see, so they are also damaging, but anger and fear tend to be very driving emotions, whereas embarrassment, shame, and guilt seem to be holdback emotions. So that said, talking about fear today and Really excited to dive into the topic, have a lot to get through, so let's jump in. So first things first, you may have heard or been aware, a lot of people talk about this when they talk about fear, it's hardwired into us, right? Caveman days, you had to be afraid of the wolves up in the mountain, you had to protect your family, you also had to function as a community, and so not only were there outside forces to be afraid of and to protect and defend yourself from, but you also had to be very hyper aware of society's views on things and making sure you weren't too different because if you were cast out from the group, the likelihood of survival was less, (laughs) significantly less if you're in a tribe and everyone has a job and you have to do all those jobs by yourself because you're no longer a member of the tribe. So we have societal fears that are meant to keep us aligned with our groups so that we can survive. And then we have fears about external things that were there to protect us and our families. So if we fast forward from those time periods all the way to now, we don't tend to have the external fears that we could control like we did then, right? If I'm afraid of the wolves, I can have a night watch. I can put up a fence. I can protect. And I really don't know what keeps wolves out in the caveman days, but we're just going with that. So we had things that were within our control that we could protect against. And even if it was war with other tribes, at least there was strategy elements and wanting to go and defend and protect. Now in, for everyday people, um, military servicemen and women, this may not count for you, but now we have protections, right? And it's thanks to those servicemen and women, but We have protections and we can, we're not so worried about the wolves up in the mountains, but we're hardwired for fear to protect us. So we start to be afraid of other things. And one of those key things is that societal piece that comes into play. We're afraid of being outcast from society. So we don't play big. We don't push towards our dreams. We're afraid of things that we can't see and we can't understand, but we know that we're afraid. 
Like, it's hard to identify, right? Why aren't you doing this? I don't know. I'm afraid. Well, what are you afraid of? I, I don't know, right? So fear can cripple us. That's kind of why we are afraid, right? It's hardwired into us, but we're in a time and a place now where we really have to manage our emotions and take control to overcome these damaging emotions to move to the next level and best levels of our lives. So here's some of the things like that's the hardwire part, but what does fear do for us, right? It can protect us. It can make sure that we're aligned with society's views and those can be good things, but they can also go to an extreme level. And when they go to those extreme levels, fear can cripple us. It can stop us in our tracks. Actually, we have the fear, flight, or freeze, right? Or the fight, flight, or freeze. So you either go in fighting and you're super aggressive and you're mad and you've got to defend yourself all the time, which is a lot of work and doesn't really foster good relationships with yourself or with others and your goals. You freeze, so you're immobilized and you're not moving forward and you feel stagnant and you feel depressed and you don't know what to do and you're so afraid to move forward that you're frozen. So that's fight, freeze, and then flight. Right, So then you run away, you retreat, you go backwards to your comfort zones. So fear can cripple us in any of those ways. And now my tendency is to go into fight because I'm going to make it. I'm going to get through this and I'm going to fight it hard. But then I don't let things happen the way they should. I'm not in tune with my intuition. I'm not paying attention to the grander scheme of things. I'm following a checklist that I think I need to do to succeed as opposed to seeing what actually works for me. There's a lot of things that fear fosters. So one of those things is it just, it cripples us. It forces us to play small, right? We have these big goals over here, these big dreams, but because of fear, we're like, I'm just going to take this little step, if any step at all. And we really psych ourselves out, right? Fear psychs us out. Fear's like, oh, you want this goal? Psych! We need to come back here because it's the safe zone and the comfort zone. And I'll talk more about comfort zones in future episodes and future theme weeks, but fear can cripple us. It can hold us back. And really, it's the root of everything we miss. I'm going to repeat that again. Fear is the root of everything we miss. Now, I don't mean miss like, oh, you were gone for a few days and I missed you. I mean, fear is the root of everything we miss as in missed shots missed opportunities, missed goals, missed situations. Nine times out of 10, we don't move forward because we're afraid. So it is the root of everything that we miss. And we're afraid of all sorts of things. Me personally, I am afraid of quite a few things. And I've listed out a few here. And specifically, being afraid of this, right? Being afraid of being on the podcast, being afraid of speaking up about these things, being afraid of being vulnerable about this is what I'm feeling. This is what I go through. This is what I do. And fear that it might work, right? It might help somebody else. And then what does that mean? Like, then who am I? And all, there's so much fear. But a couple of quick ones is I'm fearful that I'll lose the support of my friends and family. As I continue down this path, I'm going to continue to grow and to learn. And I'm always scared in the back of my mind that I'm going to lose my friends and family over this. 
which is not really going to happen, but my brain is hardwired for fear. So we're making things up. I don't want to be outcast from the society I have, which is my friends and my family. So that fear is there. Two, tell me if you can relate to this one. Not being good enough. I'm afraid I'm not good enough to do this. I'm afraid that I am not good enough to teach these things. I am not good enough to speak. I'm not a great speaker. I stumble over my words and I speak fast and I speak loud and all of these things. And I'm just not good enough. And I'm afraid I'm not good enough. And for many of us, that thought, that fear is what really keeps us back, right? That's, that's that fear that's at the root of a lot of those things. Going back to rock bottom, I have been at some very low points in my life. One of my biggest fears is that I will end up back there, will end up back at rock bottom, and I do not want to be there. And it's so scary. And, well, I am uncomfortable and I'm scared of things. I am also scared of going back. So those are just a few of the things that I personally am afraid of and that those fears can cripple me, right? If I'm afraid of losing my friends and my family, the support of that wonderful group of people, I'm not playing big. I'm playing small. I'm psyching myself out. If I'm afraid that I'm not good enough, I'm totally psyching myself out and going back to that comfort zone. If I'm afraid to hit rock bottom, then I might be in that fight mode and I'm not letting things be the way they should be. And I'm not saying don't be driven. You know I'm driven. But going out with such aggression and such fight, you get there and you don't know how you ended up there and you follow the checklist and you may not have wanted to even be there. But you're so afraid of hitting rock bottom that you just climbed. And when you got there, you were up on the wrong ladder. So a couple of things there around and discussing fear. So that said, now let's talk about how we can be free of fear. This is something I mentioned. I have a few things that I am afraid of. And I'll tell you what, there has been many times in my life that I have been afraid of things. I've been afraid to play big. I'm afraid to chase my goals. And by doing these five things, five, I have been able to really become free of fear and move into I'm going to say my better life. I'm not going to say best because I don't know what the best life looks like. I'm working towards it. I'm striving for it. But my better life is a life where fear doesn't have the control that it used to have. I'm not saying I'm like negating fear. Fear is, again, hardwired into us. But what I am saying is that I can identify my fear. I'm going to go back to theme week one about identifying my fears asking why, allowing that fear to be with me, but not allowing it to control me. So here's five things that I do, and hopefully one of them will resonate with you. So here's what I do to be free of fear. One, I do a technique called Slay the Dragon. I learned this from three key elements, their main mentor and trainer, who is Kirk Duncan. And he spoke about Slaying this dragon. We have these things that we're afraid of that we need to slay, but we need to like identify them first and we need to get them up and out of us and away. So I spoke about this in, uh, I think, anger episode. Do it for anger as well. But for fear, it's really incredible. 
So it's great for all of them. But what you do is you write on the top of a piece of paper, you write, I am afraid because, or I am scared because, or I am fearful because. Whatever your word is, I am fearful because dot, dot, dot. Then I do bullet points and I do them close together as I can. You write out every story that comes to your mind about fear. Now, if you didn't hear about this exercise in the anger episode, you don't have to get them all out at once. This is something to go ongoing. We're going to be afraid of things. So this is not a one and done deal. This is something you do very regularly. I do it every day. So I, and I think Kirk Duncan does it every other day, every odd number day. So you write out everything that you're afraid of and you're getting it up and out of you and you're identifying things, which is really interesting. Today I did it and I realized I was trying to control things that really were outside of my control. And I was afraid that I was going to look a certain way or be perceived a certain way. So it helps me identify these things just by a stream of consciousness, but it also doesn't allow them to sit in my energy I'm going to go a little hippie sounding here, but it doesn't allow them to sit in my energy or in my body. It allows me to get those fears out and express them through pen and paper, get them away from me. And then what I do at the end is I fold up my piece of paper, I rip it into little pieces and I throw it in the garbage, throw it in the garbage. And that makes a world of difference. And then I try to replace all those negative things, those negative stories with better stories. And I use my declaration statement to do that. So one of the things I do to get rid of anger and to express anger and to get it out of my body and to better understand, I'm sorry, not anger. I do it for anger too, but to better understand fear is to slay the dragon. And it's funny, I do kind of a rotation of my big three, which are anger, which is why I said that, fear, and frustration, which might all be kind of similar, but anger, fear, and frustration are kind of my big three that I rotate between and say, I'm frustrated because I'm angry because I'm afraid because, and it can really help me be free of those emotions. So to be free of fear, I recommend slaying the dragon. And I will be doing a deeper talk on that on my live training. If you're a member of the one year happiness abound collective group and you can join up for that sign up for that on happinessabound.com click on year one in the nav and select the subscription model that appeals to you so that said that's number one number two breathe and listen for the good i often find and i speak to myself a lot so i have voices my voice but going on in my mind talking to me all the time and when I'm afraid, the voice in my head changes and it doesn't change from like still me, but it changes to this very sarcastic, very abrupt, very aggressive tone. And it's a very protective tone. Whereas when things are really good and, or there's a nice thought or something, the other side kind of comes in and I have a really mellow tone and really just calm and hey, you know, it's gonna all work out kind of tone. And when I am afraid and I can kind of feel that I'm getting afraid, I just breathe and I listen for the good. Instead of allowing that negative voice to take hold and to drive my decisions, I try to take a few minutes, a few seconds even, some big breaths and listen for that good voice. Listen for that voice of reason because it is there, but I just need to tune into it. Number three, don't let it cripple you, you're on the right path. So, so many times 
when we feel afraid, it's because we're on the right path. And I don't mean like you're walking in the woods and you suddenly feel afraid and there's a cougar in the bushes and you were right there on the right path. I don't mean like that. I mean, in our lives, when we get overcome by fear of something, let's say I'm, I'm striving to have this podcast heard by a lot of people, which can also be really scary. And so when I start to hear those negative voices, I start to feel afraid of what that might mean. I usually look at it like, oh, I'm probably on the right path. If it scares me and it pushes me to be a better and different version of myself, I'm probably on the right path. And by even just acknowledging that, then I know that things are going to be okay and I'm able to be free of that fear. Number four, oh, this is my go-to, guys. Journal, 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 journal. And it's interesting because my morning routine contains journaling and slaying the dragon. So I do a lot of writing in the morning. But journal, journal, journal. Journal about what you're afraid of. Journal about the stories you're telling yourself because once you can get it out and expressed, you can be free of it and move forward to your goals. I'm not going to go in huge detail about journaling because I talk about it every episode. (laughs) And then the last one here is an after story. So oftentimes, fear and anxiety are because we don't know what's going to happen, right? There's a fear of the unknown and we like to be secure. We like to feel safe. So we like to know what's going to happen. So one way to fill that gap in your brain is to write an after story. And writing an after story means, okay, I'm going for this. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to be. So let's, I'll give an example. Uh, When I started mentoring people, I still do. When I started mentoring people, I wrote an after story of what would happen when I started mentoring people. Because my brain was like, sure, we can mentor people, but then what happens? And it was like, well, I I don't know what happens. Like we mentor someone and then are they with us for forever? Are they, do they move on? Do we help them? And then they're like, okay, thanks, great. Do they pay money to spend time and be mentored by us? What does this look like? And when there's so many questions you can get overwhelmed and then you're like, I don't know. And I, uh, I don't know how to do this. And then you get fearful and then you stop. So what I did is I wrote an after story. I wrote a story about what happens to the people that I mentor after I'm mentoring them. After a mentoring appointment, after a mentoring segment, right? We have sections of time that we mentor together. And what happens after that so that they are free to continue to move on with their life. And if they feel like I can continue to help them, great. If not, I have equipped them and empowered them with the tools to continue to change their life for the better. And so I wrote that after story. And when I had those pieces together, suddenly my brain's like, oh, let's do this. And now even if that after story doesn't become 100% true, you have filled that gap in your brain to alleviate that fear. So that is my five things going through them pretty quick here, but slaying the dragon, breathing and listening for the good, knowing you're on the right path, journaling about it, and writing an after story. Those are my five ways that I work to be free of fear. So I'm going to wrap up our theme week with that. I hope that you have a wonderful day. I would love to hear if this episode resonated with you, if you've done any of these five things, and or if you have another way that you free yourself of fear. I would love to hear it and maybe be able to share it with our listeners. So reach out to me at happinessabound.com. Happiness Abound blog on Facebook, and happiness underscore abound on Instagram. So that said, have a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend, and remember, you are capable.
of happiness abound. <laughs>